Welcome to Trady Avantgarde Podcast. This is show number 55, and it's great to have you join us. My name is John Warren, and as usual, my very good mate Ashley Ralph is here. Welcome, Ashley. JW, great to be here as usual. It is very good to be here. Hey, uh, we talked about end of financial year a little while back, and, and obviously it's been and gone, and probably now is as good a time of, as any for, for tradies maybe to reflect on that second half of, uh, in this case, 2021, and maybe review their business plans. What do you think? Yeah, perfect timing to do it, mate. And, and as we know, the construction industry has gone crazy through COVID and all the government plans and, and, and all the chances of you know new home allowances and low interest rates and all those sort of things have sent everyone crazy. And it's a good chance, while well, most traders will be having their probably the biggest years of their, of their business lives, um, it's a good chance to actually review where they're going, what they're doing, because the stories we keep hearing of how out of control they all are and they can't take any more work on and they can't catch up here and they're trying to work seven days a week you know it's time to uh, take stock and take heed of where they're going and what where they want their business to go and you know it, it's there's no, no better time than a new financial year no look that's right and uh, and there's a few indicators that, uh, that there's a bit of change uh, into the future i know the reserve bank just recently have given the prospect that there could be a change to interest rates uh, on the horizon and when i say horizon probably looking out to 2024 so that could impact uh, particularly the way people start to think and structure their businesses. We've had historically low interest rates for a long time, so I'd be interested to see what that does to the economy. Obviously, they're trying to, to manage it the best way they can. So, uh, And there's also some news just recently too around, in, particularly in the construction industry, uh, and uh, some potential concerns. So for traders out there, it'd be a good time to look at that business plan and, and certainly put some things in place to mitigate any risk that might impact or put their business in danger and, and obviously planning is really the right forum to to have that uh, that really good helicopter view of what's happening in the business and make good decisions going forward but we'll talk about that maybe a little bit more even than in today's show ash today uh we have a very special guest daniel Plumbo. daniel is the founder and director of trade up consulting welcome daniel thanks uh john and ash for having me really uh glad to be here Look, thanks for sharing your time. I know that uh, your time is valuable and uh, we really appreciate you sharing that here with us today. Hey, Daniel, uh, Innovative Traders Club come about, uh, coming on 12 months, uh, I think around September this year. So sort of into our, uh, our third quarter, if you like, of starting Innovative Traders Club. And the opportunity for me come around after having a wonderful career with Clipsland Schneider Electric for 25 years and and really had the best of times, uh, worked with some great people, some great leaders, and more importantly, some really great customers. And with some changes to that business a couple of years back, it gave me the opportunity to sort of step out and start doing some things that I could do that I obviously couldn't do under those conditions. And, and I know your story is maybe a little bit similar. I, I believe you spent 22 years with Reese Plumbing uh, in senior management and, and heading up their operations business for a long time and obviously have just recently taken the opportunity to, to start up and, and do some things that you're pretty keen on. Can you share with our listeners a bit more about the Daniel Plumbo story? Yeah, not a problem, John. Uh, but firstly, I think it's fantastic what yourself and Ash are doing and to give back to uh, the industries. fantastic being involved in it for so long. And, you know, if we can all contribute to help the trades businesses become more successful and more profitable in their ventures, uh, I think it's great for everyone. So uh, well done. And um, I'm, I'm really passionate about really helping tradies and uh, this industry because uh, it, it's something that's given a lot to me over the years. And I was fortunate enough to, to start at Reese over 22 years ago. So 
gave me a great grounding. I was lucky to start in a graduate program, which, you know, meant I spent the first 18 to 22 months on the ground working in branches throughout the risk group. So that was giving me a great opportunity to learn so much about the customer products and about the industry. And with that knowledge, I could take that away and really help me make great decisions when I moved more into other roles within the organisation. So I did the grad program and then spent a lot of time in the merchandising and marketing areas, uh, which was also a great learning. And, um, you know, spent a lot of time on helping the group develop new products, but also looking at strategically opening up some of their new strategic business units and also, you know, how we best market to the customers. And after that point, I moved back into operations where I had a real passion for the operations side of the business, especially in some of our strategic business units. Uh, really enjoyed the HVAC side and some of those other areas. Uh, Reese was also fortunate enough to buy Actrol and Middleflex, which were great HVAC art businesses. So I spent some time in those as well. And towards the end, I was I was looking after our operations in Australia and New Zealand, and I was fortunate enough to work across so many different industries. So most people think of Reese as a, a plumbing company, but you know when you dig a little bit deeper, there's a lot more. You know we're serving, or I should say, they're serving the plumbing customers, but HVAC customers, refrigeration technicians, landscapers, irrigators, civil contractors builders so it's a huge trade industry that they're serving and i was lucky enough to get fantastic experience throughout that hey morning daniel thanks very much for joining us mate um, and thanks for those insights you know 22 years is a is a fantastic achievement um to spend at any time with any any one company what what do you think the biggest change over those 22 years i suppose with with the trainees coming through and obviously you just spoke about reese's changes um, delving into other trades areas, but what about from a plumbing point of view? What would have been some of the biggest changes you saw in the 22 years of being with Reese? Look, I think I think the very early change was the mobile phone, and you know, not the smart mobiles that we see today, but the ability to call your wholesaler and place an order. So, you know, I, I joined Reese just after the the mobile phone got popularity, and, and there was a huge boom in customers on the job calling through deliveries and Reese had a fantastic network and also delivery fleet which means that you could stay on the job order your goods keep working and you were a lot more efficient so that was a huge change other changes that were really important along the way was some of the product innovation and a lot of the product innovation was really centered around you know doing things more efficient and saving time so from a plumbing perspective we saw the press systems from a hot and cold hot and cold water and gas come through and you know a lot of people were skeptical about those at the start but they very much grew with uh, the popularity and now they're mainstay products and we've seen so many other products that save your time we know the biggest issue for plumbing businesses or trade businesses is the labor rates you know australia is so expensive to operate within so you've got to be as efficient as possible so that was a huge change so it's about adapting to those product innovations learning about what suits your business and how you can get the job done quicker 
And I think the next part is the digital and the, and the tech changes that are coming through. So they've been more recent. So we know that, you know, there's the smartphone, also the internet of things. So being able to promote and educate your customers with a website was something that started to happen 10 or so years ago. But now we're getting smarter and smarter the way we use technology. So, you know, a lot of really successful plumbing companies are using SEOs to market themselves and to win business that way. But we've also got technology to help you become more efficient now. So there's a lot of job management programs, accounting software, um, so many different things that can help you become more efficient. Um, and on the flip side, the customer now has more information than they've ever had. So they can school themselves on product information and really know more about what they're talking about. So as a tradesperson, you've got to be on the front foot. You've got to be an expert in your field and you've got to know more than your customer. So it's, it's really interesting how that dynamics changed, Ash. Daniel, you mentioned innovation, technology and digital as sort of three of those big elements that you've seen in change in your time within the industry. And of course, Innovative Traders Club is tapped into all three of those. Uh, like you, our experience with traders is that that journey for many of them is still ahead of them and utilizing each, each of those to actually drive and the performance of their business to be more effective and, and better utilize their, their time and their people. Uh, leveraging innovation, technology and digital is an important part of that. Coming back to that experience with those many years in the plumbing industry, what did you notice about the way that plumbing businesses operated within the industry? Was there any trends that you spotted, both good or bad, that, that were around? Look, I think, John, all businesses operate so differently. You've got great businesses out there, and then you've got those that are struggling with certain elements, probably not understanding how to run a business. But there's a huge gap in the TAFE system and the education sector. When you're a tradesperson and you're getting your ticket, it really neglects you know, training people on running a business and also that technology side. So I think when people work for somebody else and it's time to go out on their own, they're really not skilled uh, or schooled in how to run a business. So there's a big void there. And I think we really need to help tradies in that area. So the micro businesses, you know, the, the businesses of one to five, they're really struggling from that perspective. And, and we know that, you know, if you're on the tools all day and you're working really hard, you then have to go home and run the business and make sure that it's operating the way it should be. So understanding your finances, making sure you've got cash flow, and then really ensuring that, you're profitable and you're chasing your customers for their money, uh, quoting, all those things. So it can be a really tough game out there. And, and, and the you know, from what I've seen, the difference between the best and the worst is significant. I think we need to close that gap, you know, and, and then obviously, as I said, there's a lot of trends changing quickly, both on that product innovation side and the tech available to help run the business. And I was really interested in, in the time at Reese, and Reese has got some fantastic digital tools for the customer. But probably four or five years ago, they started integrating their invoicing into MYOB and Zero, And the effect that had on customers was substantial because instead of a plumbing customer having to input all their invoices into the system, they could now automatically upload them and they were saying things like you know you, you've saved my marriage or you saved me so much time on the weekend or my wife's so happy because she did the book work so little things can make such a big impact so it's really important to adapt to that technology because nobody likes change none of us really like change it always uh, takes a little 
while to shift. But, you know, if you look at this analogy, when was the last time that you used a Melways, John or Ash? And, and you'd probably say I haven't used one for 10 years. But when we look at the technology available for running a business, people are a lot more shy to really utilise and uptake that technology. And they're saying they don't have the skills, but they do because in hindsight, they're using that technology every day in their life on their smartphone. So they just need to take that jump. You mentioned the Melway, but I had the Gregory's up in Sydney and uh, it was interesting how quickly things have changed. I'm a little bit older than uh, Ash, Daniel, and we were going to golf one morning out of Pitt Town and uh, a mate and I, and it was in, it was still dark actually, because we hit off early and had the Gregory's out there. And of course, uh, we got a little bit lost. So we got out the Gregory's and with our, fa <laughs> with our failing eyesight, we couldn't read the map. So we just had to play it. But of course now GPS and those sort of things is, or your phone even, it's it's a game changer. And, and that's how quickly, I mean, that's probably only eight or nine years ago when that happened, how quickly technology is impacting businesses. Yeah, it is so much. And, you know, my only advice to all the tradespeople out there and people running businesses is get help if you're unsure and, and someone can guide you and help you set up what you require. Uh, and it's going to make your life so much easier. And you know, there's, there's nothing better than getting home and spending time with your family and, you know, that mental well-being is so important and, and it's very topical at the moment. And I know, you know, you recently worked with uh, one of your partners, um, Are You OK? And we know that that space is, you know, ever important at the moment. Unfortunately, mate, you're right, it is ever important um, out there and, and we find in really, really busy times and, and really, really quiet times that, um, that you know, there's massive issues across that, that world. So AEOK are a fantastic partner and, a, and alliance to have uh, with Innovative Trades. You know, we look forward to working with them a lot closer. Over your time though, mate, in your experience of, of 22 years in the in the plumbing game, you would have seen all sorts of businesses coming through, you know, small, large, um, good, um, okay businesses. What what would be the biggest changes you saw that, that made other businesses really good that you know, the guys that were sort of struggling a bit could have sort of lent on them and, and got that support. So the guys that are, you know, doing really well in it, what were the big changes that enabled them to do that, that the other guys might be able to learn from? Yeah, I think there's so many different facets to, to running a good business and different trends. But I think for mine, it's having good people. So, you know, you've got to surround yourself with good people. And if you're a sole trader, you really got to be, you know, mentally and physically fit as well to, to really do that job. So I think it starts with with the right people and then moving from there and, you know, really adapting to the way uh, industry is going. So whether it's product or the tech side, I think really differentiates yourself. And, you know, we saw really quickly, you know, probably 10 years ago, people start to outsmart others with the way they started to advertise, you know, their SEOs, Google AdWords, those type of things. They started to run really successful businesses and get a lot of sales and leads from that perspective. So I think that was a big trend. And then everyone got onto that train and it's really competitive in that space now. But for mine, it's really about differentiating yourself, understanding who you are, what you've got to offer, and then being able to deliver that uh, to your customer base because it is competitive. You know, we've seen the likes of Bunnings advertise really cheap installed prices and, you know, tradies can find that really hard to compete against. But how do they differentiate themselves from that? How do they add value to their customer? 
and how they not get sucked into that price game. I think that's probably some of the trends that I've seen and the good operators have avoided that uh, because if you get caught into, you know, that uh, red ocean, uh, you, you're really in trouble. And what I mean by red and blue ocean is really separating yourself and, and doing something different to everyone else. Another analogy I love to use is, you know, if you had two two swimming pools to choose to swim in and you had this beautiful infinity pool looking out over the ocean or you could go down to the local YMCA crowded, you know, with 100 people in a swimming pool, which one are you going to choose? And we know what the choice is, but when it comes back to business, people are going to that YMCA pool every day and they don't really get, you know, they don't get out of that rut and they can't see the light. Daniel, again, with your experience with probably tens of thousands of plumbing businesses over, over your time in the industry, what does the mix look like between sort of sole traders, uh, small to medium and large? What, as a percentage, what, what does that landscape look like for the population of plumbers in Australia? Yeah, it's still very strong on the on the micro businesses, you know, the, the one to three or one to fives. There's no doubt there are some bigger organisations coming through. And if you look from a service perspective, there's been some pretty slick operators that have come in and, and really get some market share. But predominantly, you know, from a, from a Reese perspective and what I saw in the customer base, it's that small to medium customer that really drives the market. You know, there's there's opportunity for everyone to compete in those different spaces you know, for mine, you know, speaking to a number of customers, they often say, you know, my business was best when I had, you know, that three to five people. When I tried to expand too quickly or I had, you know, 25 people, I realised I was working harder, less efficiently and not making as much money, even though I had more turnover. Yeah. Hey, I know that uh, with Trade Up Consulting, one of the things you really focused on is that business health check and, and really trying to help businesses to to really drill down and understand uh, how they're operating and opportunities for improvement. In saying what you mentioned about sort of that one to five is where the, the big part of the audience is, what are some of the specific attributes that are important to that size business that, that makes them a healthy plumbing business? Yeah, really good question, John. For mine, it's really understanding your purpose and your why. So you've always got to start there. So why am I in business? What do I want to achieve? And then from that point, you can set some really strong goals and objectives, starting with a business plan. So, you know, it's really important to plan. Um, there's, a, there's a famous saying from uh, Benjamin Franklin, who was one of the founding fathers of the US, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And, and I think that's where a lot of people um, go wrong. They, they just open a business, they get into the swing of it. It starts operating, they generate turnover, but they really don't understand a lot of facets about their business, including their finances. And that can get a lot of people into trouble. You know, we've seen a lot of tradespeople, you know, they're, they're, they're doing well from a revenue perspective, but they start spending money. Uh, they don't understand their cash flow. And before you know it, they can't pay their bills. And, and you do see that a lot with the smaller trades. So I think really understanding your finances is really important. But before that, you need to really understand your purpose, your why, and have a strong business plan. Because that gives you an opportunity to execute that and to work on things. So most people need to take a step back and look at those two components and then really build a strong business from there. Hey, Daniel, this is part of our tips and tricks series and you've shared some really good tips and tricks there. But one of the interesting things is you quoted Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Franklin there, failing to plan is planning to fail. I didn't know that was his quote. Ash for the last 12 years convinced me that was his quote, but you say that Benjamin Franklin come up with that. 
Yes, uh, very very famous quote. Uh, one of the founding fathers of the US. Uh, it's been around for a very long time, Ash. So, you know, it's it, you might have changed a few words there. So I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give that as your own. I just figured that if you put your name under it, that it's yours. So it's all good, mate. But uh, hey, don't worry. Johnny loves one. Is uh, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So and he claims that one's his. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure. Somebody else come up with that well before he did, but uh, we'll keep having jobs at each other, mate. That's how it all, that's how it keeps rolling. Hey, uh, Daniel, we talked about technology and we touched on it briefly before in the plumbing game. From a business perspective with the plumbers, uh, we talked about mobile phones and, and, and you know, obviously uh, computer programs with, you know, whether it's um, the zero and the likes, you know, that guys in our stuff day take on board. What would you say was the one biggest influence from the plumbing game that, you know, not so much from a, a product perspective, because there's obviously massive amounts of those that you talked about um, earlier, but in a business sense in the plumbing game, what would be the just the one biggest influence you think that's really, really changed how they, they go about it now? Yeah, good question, Ash. For mine, being involved at, at Reese for so long, I think it was having more information about their account and how it's operating and, and being able to do everything in one portal. So Reese runs a, a program called Max, which is available in an app and also on desktop. So it helps you manage your business and you get all the information about products. So you can place online orders, you can do quoting, and you can also grab all your um, account information. So by you know taking up that technology that's on offer from wholesalers and, and from other providers, I think it's really important. So for mine, that's a really big one. Being able to order online is now becoming more of a trend. It's getting bigger and bigger, and we're, we're moving away from picking up the mobile phone to ordering on an app. And we know the younger generation are more you know, used to you know, sending messages, using apps, um, texting each other. So there'll be a big shift from that perspective. So to be able to utilize that and, you know, you actually then minimize mistakes as well, because if you're selecting the products that you want, rather than calling someone up, you know what you've chosen, you're getting all the product information as you're choosing them. And then, you know, you can even track your delivery. So you can place an order and, and, and watch it come to your door like uh, the Domino's app. So, you know, there's some of the fantastic features that you have as a business owner. I think the other big one is job management for the companies that are now of a size of probably, you know, five to 15 to be able to schedule, organize and make sure that your teams are running efficiently. And you can get really good reporting in that as well, you know, right to the point of, you know, how many hours are your guys billing out, how profitable are they? And it then can become a training tool as well, it can help you educate your staff members with that information that you're getting to make sure that you're running a more efficient business. Thanks, Daniel. That's true. Right? That, um, obviously, the technology is there for well, all trades now to use and make sure they use it well. What do you think, in a lot of businesses, I still don't think that we open our eyes enough to the technology that's out there or the opportunities that are out there. Why do you think tradies aren't as forthcoming, I suppose, in, in, in putting their arms out and asking for help? We, we tend to think we know what we need to do or how we need to do it. And, and how do we start to change that mindset? Yeah, great question, Ash. And there's no doubt the majority of tradies are, are still men. And I, I know that balance is very 
uh, slowly changing. And, you know, I, 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 was fan- I was glad to see your last podcast uh, really highlighting a fantastic female tradesperson. But as men, we don't generally ask for help. And I, I think, you know, that's, that's the starting point, whether it's mental health or help, you know, in the way we run our business. So I think just changing that mindset and having a growth mindset to always ask questions and learn is really important. So if you can just flip that one thing and be a little bit more curious in life, I think it's a great opportunity to learn. The other one that tradies don't do so well is network with each other. They probably see other tradies as their competitors, but they should be their allies. We're all in the same industry. We should be working together and helping each other. Um, more networking, you know, creating great communities. I think it's really important to help grow the industry and make it more professional. Hey, Daniel, you led the operations of the, the Reese business for, for many years. What do plumbing businesses sort of most value in a relationship from their supplier? What are the things that, that you and that business did that stood out and, and was important to your customer? Yeah, a lot of a lot of customers will tell you price. You know, that, that's their throwaway line, but they don't really mean it. For mine, I think it comes down to three or four things. It comes down to service relationship and quality. If you can deliver those three things, it's really important. So as a wholesaler, you have to understand your customer. So as the customer, you want to have good relationships with people and trust people. You want to trust that what you need, that wholesaler or supplier can deliver. And I think that's really important. So creating a a real great relationship. The other one is, you know, service levels. We know that time is money. In a trades business, the more jobs that you can achieve, the more you bill out, the more profitable that you're going to become. So you want to deal with someone that's efficient, who understands what you need and can can then deliver upon that. So for mine, it's really building that strong relationship. And then looking at what offering that supplier or wholesaler has to help you run your business. Because in the past, when I started, um, there's no doubt Reese was well known for great stock, good service levels, but they're moving past just transactional now and they're, they're really trying to build a partnership with their customers. And that's all around making sure that we help them grow better businesses because the more successful the customers are, the more successful the, the supplier is. So you should be asking your supplier, how can you help me run a better business? And it's not all about price. It's about, you know, as I said, the service, the education, the relationship, what technology can you help me with? So I think it's a really important partnership. And if we see each other as partners, I think we're going to be a lot more successful. And as a customer, it's really important that you speak to your wholesaler or your supplier and let them know what you need. Daniel, if if there's some young plumbers out there that might be working for their boss and they've sort of dreamed of starting their own business down the track, what what might be the advice that you'd share with them, uh, the things they need to consider if they wanted to move into running their own business? What are some of the the key tips that you would give them? Yeah, I, I would suggest learning the business skills required. So go and educate yourself. And it doesn't mean tertiary education or anything like that, but be curious and start to learn about some of the key things. So you have to really understand what you want to do and the purpose of running a business. And then you have to really understand the basics of accounting and numbers. And you don't have to know the the whole gamut of everything, but you have to get good people surrounding with you to teach you and educate you 
And a really good question I ask to a lot of tradespeople who are running their businesses is, besides you, who else has got a good handle on your numbers? And if it's just you, then you're probably not doing the right thing. You need to have a good bookkeeper or an accountant, someone advising you, because they're going to see things that you don't see. So really educating yourself and preparing yourself to go into that business is important. Otherwise, there's a large chance of failure. And we know a lot of businesses fail in the first one to three years. The idea around, obviously, around innovative traders and, and, and your business, Trade Up Consulting, is, is all about supporting those guys that want to go into their own business and, and start to help them along the way from day one the right way rather than uh, fumbling along to try to work out, oh, hang on, and uh, it's, it's better for me to go work for someone or, or make more money, which is never a good, uh, never a good symbol. But now, talking about money, I get the uh, final question of today's podcast, mate, and it's always been a good one out in the trades. and between us sparkies and, and new plumbers in regards to uh, who makes more money, mate, the plumbers or the sparkies? Well, if we want to go on pure statistics, I think uh, recently <laughs> there was a survey in 2020 where I think the average wage of a plumber was 110K and an electrician 85. So uh, if we go on purely factual, I'll have to say a plumber. But for mine, I, I think it doesn't matter what trade you're in. If you've got your own business and you run it well, and you're doing things efficiently, you can be really profitable. And I always say it's much better being a trade business owner, you know, in an efficient and profitable business than most white collar jobs and, and white collar workers, because even if they're very successful from a white collar perspective and they're earning large money, uh, you can still earn a lot more and be a lot more tax effective running a, a great trade business. So. Uh, hopefully that answers your question. But I think the one that tops both plumbers and electricians is refrigeration mechanics. So for all the fridges out there, we know that it's a, it's a fantastic industry, very technical, uh, not an easy trade to work in. Uh, and we know that there's some hard hours. And I think it weans out a lot of uh, people in that market. And that's why the, the rates are so high, because you know with that capital equipment being so critical, you're often called out after hours. So I think I'll say plumber over electrician, but refrigeration technician is number one. No, that sounds like a cool job. I don't, uh, I don't mind that. Hey, Daniel. Oh. It took, <laughs> oh, that was terrible, John. It took, it took you a while, but I think you did answer it then. And uh, we might have to get a rebuke from uh, maybe some sparkies out there. But either way, if they run a successful business, don't worry about that. The, the profits and the margins look after themselves. And I know Trade Up Consulting and what you, you plan to do uh, with, with that business, Daniel, is really going to help a lot of tradies that are looking for that. And Innovative Tradies Club are excited to be working with you and Trade Up Consulting to to really uh, match up uh, you with those businesses that are looking for that, that level of expertise and taking their business to the next level. So the, the future is looking pretty exciting. Uh, I know Ash said that was the last question, but maybe just uh, to finish out the show, looking to 2030, and I know it's nine years into the future, but what does the successful trading business look like, do you think, uh, as we move to 2030? I think it's definitely adapting to the technology changes that are coming. And, you know, there, there's no doubt the larger organisations could become more powerful, you know, and Amazon might, you know, offer service and installation or, or Bunnings might get bigger uh, from that perspective. So I think you really have to operate efficiently to outsmart and outoperate those larger players that might come into the marketplace. And, and to do that, you know, it, it's about um, having a really solid business on good foundations, understanding your why embracing that technology and making sure that you can offer 
a service over and above what they can. And, and the one thing that you know you're always going to have, you're going to always be embedded in a local community. Uh, you'll be able to network. Um, so if you can be a very good tradesperson, but also run a smart business, you're going to be able to compete with what's ahead. But if not, you'll you'll get left behind and uh, you'll get swallowed very quickly. Daniel, look, you've shared some some really good tips and tricks today. Change and obviously Innovate Traders Club is about supporting traders through that transition. Change doesn't come comfortably for a lot of people. and But of course, we have to make some decisions on how we embrace change and, and bring it into our business. You've reiterated education or the importance of education on many occasions. And of course, Innovative Traders Club as uh, Trade Up Consulting will be doing is about helping uh, and educating tradies in those areas that are going to bring the greatest value. The importance of numbers at the end of the day, business is about the numbers and a real good eye on those numbers to understand where your profitability and margins are coming from. And of course, uh, the embracing of technology. The, the world has moved into a digital environment. I mean, everyone has devices now, they have their mobile phones, smart, uh, smart watches tablets the internet of things like you mentioned everything is now connected and of course for tradies that that transition particularly as we move towards 2030 will, will look a lot different i'm sure because of uh, the way that technology is driving a lot of that change so daniel look thank you very much for your time today i know ash and i and innovative traders club looking forward to be working with you and uh, and sharing a lot of your expertise with the with the tradies out there so thank you for your time today ash that's it show number 55 is done so we're in the ute the van the side shed the office or maybe you're unblocking a sewer we thank you for sharing your time today with trade avant-garde until next time stay safe stay well and we'll speak with you soon.